Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Today's topic, the title for today is Development of Faith. Development of Faith. I thought it was crucial to talk on this topic because oftentimes as leaders and visionaries, all we've got to get us started is our faith and an idea, concept, thought process, our abilities. And many times um, society and religion gives us the impression that I believe is that faith is about the amount of faith, right? Um, do you have enough faith? Um, your faith, you know, is, is not large enough. And I was really uh, brought to understand for me, and that's why I'm sharing it because I'm the one talking today, uh, <laughs> is that is it really about the amount of faith or the size of the faith, or is it about the development of faith itself? Because, see, faith is given to us by grace, right? Faith is not something we conjure up. It's not about our confidence. It's a gift of grace given to us. Right. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is now a part of us, and also grace contains our salvation for eternity, but grace also contains so many other things, and one of those things is the faith, the faith necessary to live this life in a fallen world as a follower of Christ. So if God gives it to us, does it lack in its size and its amount? It can't possibly lack because God is the fullness of all there is. So when Scripture in Matthew 17 and 20 says that the, you know, the spoken word of faith, the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain, he's not talking about the size and how much of it you have. He's speaking about the development because in its fullness, Faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains because it's God-given faith. It's full to capacity, right? It's already in its fullness to dominate something as large as a mountain. But this is the thing we have to understand is that once we receive salvation, we now go through the process of sanctification daily, right? We live every day to be sanctified in our behavior, creating more capacity for the fullness of Christ that is already in us to abide in our body, right? So more and more of our thoughts, mind, will, and emotions are being surrendered over to the spirit of Christ in us so that what's already in its fullness can dominate more space, okay? So knowing that, our faith has to dominate more of us. So it has to go through development. You hear people make statements like, I need more faith, or your faith is too small. That's why such and such didn't occur. But it's not the case because faith abides in you already in its fullness. But there is a development of faith that has to occur in you because more and more of that faith has to abide in your mind, your will, and your emotions. So faith is spoken of as a seed, right? We saw that in Matthew 17 and 20. And in, agri in, in um, agriculture, seeds go through development processes, right? They go through development stages. 
So if your faith is a seed, then ultimately the development of that faith seed is the issue. See, the mustard seed faith, small in its current condition, once developed within the particular flower pot, we'll call each call ourselves, right? Once it grows and develops, it's going to produce fruit that then produces more seeds. See, it's already in its fullness to produce what is necessary and to then produce the seed to continue that fruit to grow. So needing more faith is not the issue. What is the issue is having the flower pot large enough for the fullness of that seed to abide in. Faith will never fail you. Faith never fails any of us. But we fail our faith because we give up on the faith, because we're unwilling or Sometimes we lack the understanding and the knowledge due to cliches and culture about faith. We give up on our faith. We stop investing in the development of our faith because society and religion makes us believe that if if I've gotten the faith in the first beginning, then it ultimately is going to happen. Faith is not about getting what you want. Faith is not about having your way. Faith is not about getting this big dream that you have wanting to accomplish. I'm sorry to disappoint you today, but it's not, right? Now, by way of that faith, you will achieve that certain good that God has for you. It's not, you know, um, we talk about success and we want to be successful and we want accomplishments, and there's nothing wrong with that because God has given that desire in our hearts. But when it is not in its proper perspective, we are seeking out the things that may not be the certain good that God has for us because our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our finite mind cannot think infinitely of what may be the certain good for us to produce not only to give us the one thing that we desire, but to produce the thing that will continue to produce within itself, right? See, God is about provision. God doesn't need anything outside of himself to produce, so he's put the fullness of himself in you. Therefore, you don't need anything else outside of you to bring you the success that you desire. But that success has to be developed to a place where not only is it providing for you, but it is also producing fruit that provides for others that then produces more seeds, okay? Understanding that faith is not about getting what you want, Understanding that faith needs to be developed helps us to gain a better perspective about trials and struggles that we may experience as leaders. Because, see, oftentimes we believe because we have faith, we believe because God gave us the idea that we're not supposed to run into obstacles, adversity, or challenges. That is not the case. That is the even more reason, and I know that's not proper, but that's my language, right? That is even more the reason why faith must be developed. Because if you give up on your faith too soon, you will not see it produce the fruit that is to come from it. Because faith given by God will, will come up against adversity. It will come up against challenges. And that faith must be tried, right? We see back in Genesis when we hear the curse that God puts on the serpent, he tells them that there is going to be animosity between the seed of the woman and his seed, right? So we live in a fallen world where the prince of the air has the influence, right? So if we are now walking with the faith 
the seed of faith that comes from Christ being believers in Christ, that ultimately we're going to be in the midst of adversity. We're already at enmity, at enmity with the prince of the air, right? We're already, it's already established. So when you truly are following and walking into the thing and believing what God has called you to do, having the faith and that faith is being tried, the enemy is not after you. He's not after your things, your house, your cars, your money, your family, none of that. He wants your faith. Because if he can cause you to lose faith, you have now given up on faith, right? When I told you, faith never fails you, but you can give up on faith, right? The enemy knows. He understands. He understands more than we understand that it is our faith that causes us to have salvation. It's our faith that causes us to have eternal life once we receive salvation. But he also recognizes what we oftentimes miss is that it is faith that causes us to live daily. Right? It's the faith of sanctification for daily living that we need. Right? So if he can get you only hoping on the faith that when you go to heaven or the faith that when you receive Christ, now you're living in hell every day while you're here. Right? Proverbs 24 and 10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Understanding faith is about strength. Tested faith is going to strengthen your character. Tested faith is going to strengthen your character. So you won't faint in the day of adversity as long as your strength has been developed by the testing of your faith. 1 Peter 1 and 7 says, So that the genuineness of your faith may be tested, your faith, which is infinitely more precious than the perishable gold, which is tested and purified by fire. This proving of your faith is intended to redound to your praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, is revealed. Here in First Peter, we see right now that the testing of our faith is going to build the character strength necessary that will bring about the reward for us, right? Some of us like to get gold stickers and certificates and be awarded. Well, this is the primary reward. This is the ultimate reward that will be the most important for your life is that when Christ is revealed, your praise and your glory and honor, you'll have something to cast at the feet of Jesus. You don't want to be the one that's been saved and you in heaven, but you ain't got nothing to give to the, over to the Messiah. You can't cast nothing at his feet, right? Your crowns of glory is what we will cast at his feet. But understanding this right now, that we need our faith every single day in order to live the life that he has called us to live, understanding and putting in its proper perspective trials, challenges, adversity, knowing that this is not about you. This is not personal. God is not judging you. Oftentimes he corrects us, and he will correct us, even in the trying of our faith. We will be corrected. Because remember I told you in the beginning, there is more and more of our stuff that's being released out of us so that the fullness can take over in its capacity. It can fill our flower pot. So, yes, correction is about you getting rid of the things that no longer serve you, right? 
It's about you growing into a life and a, a mindset and a development where you are truly committed and dedicated to what God has for you and to the service necessary that he has called you to in this, in this lifetime, right? Because the strength is not for you, again, to get the things that you want, to live perfectly okay in your little bubble, right? But strength is for service. So your character is being tested so that your character can be strengthened so that you can be fit for service. Does that make sense? Right? Your faith is being tried and tested so that your character can be strengthened and therefore you're strengthened and fit for service. Your life as a leader, once you have received the Lord Christ as your Savior, is to serve others. Right? And whatever role and capacity he puts you in when he orders your steps in this life, that is your number one primary only goal and agenda is for service to his will, his purpose, and his way. And then you receive the benefits as a result of that. Okay? Well, I hope today's wisdom has challenged you, and I definitely hope it has inspired you to go and do your own study so that you can see for yourself and gain the proper perspective. Meet us back on the line on Thursday when we continue this, and we'll introduce four phases of development for faith, okay? The four phases of development for faith on Thursday morning at the same time. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.